Welcome to the Occult London Podcast. This is a new podcast dedicated to exploring magic, mysticism, and Kabbalah, as well as other topics. If you like the podcast, please write us a review and rate us on iTunes, as it will really help us to get this message out there. Also, be sure to visit our website at occultlondon.co.uk, where you can subscribe to the show. In today's episode, we will be talking about our continuing our discussion on the different archangels of the Tree of Life, and we will be discussing the Archangel Ratziel. Ratziel is one of the seven archangels who stand next to the throne of God and is traditionally entrusted with the guarding or transmitting of divine secrets and wisdom. He's first mentioned in the Slavonic Apocalypse of Enoch and also the Targum, which is the rabbinical explanation of Ecclesiastes 10, 20, as well as other pseudographia. There's several different stories where his name appears going back to the teachings of the Talmudic era. So you've got the story of Moses ascending into heaven as Galutza. You also have when Ratziel appears to Adam to give him the Sefer Ratziel, which is the book. And he also is meant to have appeared to Noah as well. The common thread we get with all the accounts of Ratziel is him really kind of acting as an initiator, an awakener of wisdom in post-fall man, and also offering a, a route back or a ticket on the return journey. From the Kabbalistic point of view, as I mentioned, he is assigned to the Sephira Chokhmah, which is wisdom, in the world of Bria, and sits at the top of the white pillar of Boaz on the Tree of Life. Um, he has different titles, including Secret of God, Herald of God, the Keeper of Secrets, the Angel of Mysteries, the Herald, or Sent Forth One of God and also Angel of the Secret Regions and Chief of the Supreme Mysteries. The title of the Archangel tends to relate, as I said, to his role as an Archangel of Wisdom, or also highlights his role as a messenger, or <clears throat> kind of courier of God, really, in his role of dispensing wisdom. This is his great work, is bringing this wisdom down and sharing it. The Hebrew word Ratziel means secret of God, and if we look at the actual structure of it, it's Ratz and Al. Ratz is the Hebrew for secret, and Al is a suffix which is used for the word God. And in Gematria, the value of his name is 284, which is the also the, the number of Abraham and also the archangel Oriel and the word Bambiba, um, which means in the wilderness, which is, again, the Hebrew title of the Book of Numbers. Moving on to some of the kind of myths and legends and stories about this great archangel. So there's one story from the Targum of Ecclesiastes 10.20 that relates and talks about Ratzel standing at the top of Mount Horeb, where he proclaims the secrets of the world in a voice that echoes around the planet. And the image of the Mount Horeb is very similar to the concept of the Kabbalistic Tree of Life. We start at the bottom of the mountain and we slowly work our way up. And I quote from this text. Each day the angel Ratziel makes proclamations on Mount Horeb from heaven of the secrets of men to all that dwell upon the earth 
and his voice resounds throughout the world. He's also mentioned in relation to Moses um, ascending to heaven to receive the Torah. Moses on his way is meant to encounter an angel called Galiza, who is described as the ruling prince of the second heaven and also he who reveals the hidden reasons of the rock. And this angel is also called Ratziel because he hears from behind the curtain all that is going to happen to the world and this he reveals to Elijah. Ratziel is said to expound the Torah's divine wisdom and he also protects the ministering angels from the living creatures that uphold the universe. The living creatures mentioned here are the Hayot or holy living creatures revealed to Ezekiel in his vision. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, check out the book of Ezekiel. And also the Torah can be interpreted as being wisdom or divine law. So again, we get this concept of him as a reference, as a messenger, as a bringer out of wisdom. He's also mentioned um, in his role as sort of agent of the mysteries um, in relation to a text called the Sefer Rasiel Chalmalach. Um, and he's meant to know an awful lot of different information on kind of matters secret and arcane. This knowledge is meant to have been gleaned from the fact that Ratzel stands at the curtain separating God from the rest of creation, Hokma, and he hears and writes down everything that is said behind the throne. Ratzel is meant to have written down all of this knowledge into a book called the Sefer Ratzel, wherein all celestial and earthly knowledge is set down. This book is meant to contain all of the knowledge of the universe and the Kabbalah, as well as the secrets of the stars and the zodiac. And according to myth, the archangel Ratziel is meant to have given this book of knowledge to Adam and Eve after they had eaten from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The book itself is fascinating um, because it's meant to have been carved onto sheets of sapphire and contains secret knowledge including the sacred 72 branches of wisdom and 670 sacred inscriptions and also a secret writing explaining the 1,500 keys which were not revealed even to the holy angels. And that's from the Zohar 155a. The fact that the book is carved on sapphire is, is really interesting and fascinating to me because it given that one of the names of the tree of life is the tree of sapphires the story around the sapphires actually kind of varies um from from account to account um some of the some of the descriptions of this particular event talk about it being written on a single sapphire which has a flame inside which and i quote some say that the book was written on parchment while others say it was engraved on a sapphire how was that sapphire red? Adam held it up to his eyes, and the flame burning inside that sapphire took the form of letters. So there's a beautiful idea of the sapphire being the container of knowledge is, is very interesting. And also, very strange coincidence with later myths around the concept of the Holy Grail being a sapphire that falls from the crown of Lucifer. And then it goes on, the knowledge contained in this book is expounded further, and I'll continue quoting. This is the book out of which all things worth knowing can be learnt, and all mysteries. And it teaches also how to call upon the angels and make them appear before men, and answer all their questions. But not all alike can use the book, 
Only he who is wise and God-fearing and resorts to it in holiness. Such a one is secure against all wicked counsels. His life is serene and when death takes him from this world, he finds repose in a place where there are neither demons nor evil spirits and out of the hands of the wicked he is quickly rescued. So it's this idea of this book, or this sapphire with this knowledge being very much the key to unlocking that potential and also being the answer to to really being in a very dark place. It talks about the demons and evil spirits and it gives you that kind of resurrection, that way out, that Kabbalah, that tree of life. Um, the legend says that the other angels of men have got very jealous about the book being given to Adam and so they plot to steal it whereupon God orders Rahab who is a primordial angel demon of the deep to fish it out and restore it to Adam and the book of Ratzel is then meant to have passed down to Enoch who is meant to have used it to attain enlightenment and become Metatron and then also to Noah who uses it to build the ark and the account of the book being presented to Adam is related as follows, and I quote again. God sent forth Ratziel, the angel who dwelled upon the river, going forth from the Garden of Eden. He was revealed to Adam as the sun went black. By his hand he gave the book to Adam, saying, Do not fear and lament no longer. From the day you served in prayer, the prayers were heard. I come to give the knowledge of the words of purity and great wisdom. Become wise by the words of this holiest book. Adam drew near and heard, yearning to be guided by the holy book. Ratziel, the angel, opened the book and read the words. Hearing the words of the holy book from the mouth of Ratziel, the angel, he fell upon the ground, trembling in fear. Ratziel spoke. Rise up and be strong. Revere the power of God. Take the book from my hand and learn from it. Understand the knowledge. Make it known to all pure. Therein establish what will occur in all time. Adam took the book. A great fire kindled upon the bank of the river. The angel rose up in flames and returned to heaven. Then Adam knew the angel had been sent forth by Elohim the holy king, to deliver the book. Sustained therein in holiness and purity, the words of the book proclaim works to perform when seeking to prosper in the world. Adam is obviously understandably upset, um, but the angel is meant to have kind of made him more comfortable about the book and says the following, Be of good courage, be not afraid. Take the book from me and keep it, for thou wilt draw knowledge from it thyself and become wise, and thou wilt also teach its contents to all those who shall be found worthy of knowing what it contains. So one of the interesting things here in relation to the above text is the um, thou wilt draw knowledge from it thyself. This sounds very similar to the hermetic um, principle of man know thyself or nothi suton. The book represents initiatory knowledge to Adam and it also means uh, it's a means to go back to his place in heaven. So this is very similar to the story of Prometheus. Ratzel is the light bringer, bringing knowledge down to mankind 
so that they can find their way home. And this concept is quite nicely explained by William Gray. Um, and I just wanted to quote him. The Book of Ratziel was said to have held the secrets of the stars. We should call it cosmic astrology today. It gave information about the courses or cycles of the heavenly bodies and the effects of these throughout the whole of creation, including the destiny of humanity, both individuality and collectively. Here were the master patterns of the power paths behind all aspects of manifestation, the entire wisdom of the universe in a single compass. The book was as much use to Adam as a Hebrew dictionary to an uncircumcised babe. Yet, unless both existed prior to the individual, Adam would never become wise, nor the baby learn its mother tongue. Wisdom is not new, it is as old as existence, being the way of the word. Wisdom was new once, and only once. In becoming wise, we are ascending in diminishing spirals of increasing power to the same level of light from which we fell at first. Our path is one of rediscovery. If Ratzial had not offered the book for us to read, its wisdom would not be there for us to attain once we have mastered its alphabet. And so, yeah, that's interesting when he says once we've mastered its alphabet, uh, it's this concept of we need to learn how to understand this wisdom. So obviously very relevant from the point of view of the oral tradition of Kabbalah, the tree of life. Um, it's about drawing that awareness, drawing that knowledge out of the student rather than it being something that you learn um, from an intellectual point of view. It's something you live and through living it, you begin to understand it. And the value of the wisdom contained in the book is also described as follows. The value of wisdom cannot be measured nor understanding of knowledge. Also, there is measure to the value of the secrets written herein, as revealed by Elohim. Elohim treasures the revelance. The Lord fills all the earth with glory. As in heaven where the throne is established, there is no measure to the glory. After Ratzil gives the book to Adam, the Sephiratsiel is meant to have passed down the line of patriarchs with the help of Metatron and the Archangel Raphael. And this is described in the Sephiratsiel as follows. Adam, the first man, understood the power was passed on to the generations coming after by power and the glory. After Enoch was taken by God, it was kept hidden until coming to serve Noah son of Lamech, a most righteous and honest man, loved by the Lord. The Lord sent forth the holy prince, Raphael, to Noah. Raphael spoke, I have been sent forth by the word of Elohim. The Lord restores the earth. I make known what will be and what to do, and deliver this holy book. Um, and Noah is meant to have understood the book, and through its power learns how to survive the flood, and after he passes away, he's meant to have also passed it down to his son Shem, then to Abraham, then to Isaac, who gives it on to Jacob from that point of view. Um, the book that is now in existence is called the Sefer Ratziel HaMalach, um, 
came into circulation in the 13th century and although there's no knowing whether this is the real book that was handed down by the angel um, we read yeah as I said we must kind of consider that the, traditionally the Kabbalah was an oral tradition there or therefore the the idea of the angel actually handing a physical book down it seems unlikely the version that we find today um, is often attributed to Eliza of Worms, 1160-1237. However, it's also possible that it may have been a kind of collaboration effort of several different authors. The book was first printed in the 17th century. However, the author, Arya Kaplan, um, discusses different theories in relation to copies may have been based on a handwritten manuscript that was lost in a fire, um, but not before it was transcribed onto different printer's plates. And the plates then are meant to have been dropped and put back in the wrong order. So when the book was printed, there's entire sections missing as well as um, strange sort of cryptic letters and things like that, which are very difficult to understand. Um, <clears throat> an interesting point on that book, however, is that it was it is, it's meant to have had a kind of talismanic effect and possess magical powers in itself. And a lot of people who own the book simply believe that they had it in their house it would protect them from misfortune um, such as fire and robbery, etc. And it was also meant to drive away evil spirits. There's another book that's mentioned in relation to Ratziel as well, which is called the Sefer Haratzim. Um, as we've seen previously, Ratziel has a kind of habit of giving books to, to people. I'm sure he'd be a big fan of Amazon if he was around. And the legend of the book being given to Ad Adam, there's also another legend of uh, Ratzel giving a book to Noah, which contains all the secrets of the Ark. Um, there's an interesting story about a scholar called Mordecai Margolioth, Mar who in 1963, um, while visiting a library in Oxford University, found a, a manuscript purporting to be this original book from Ratzel. Um, Mordecai Margolioth, the, the scholar, um, actually believed that the text went back to the Talmudic period, perhaps even earlier because of its kind of close connections with some of the texts in the Greek magical papyri, which I'll be doing a, a, an episode on at some point. So that's kind of still a matter of controversy um, from that point of view. But um, yeah, worth worth checking out. Before we finish, I just wanted to talk a bit more about some of the some of Ratziel's symbolism and how he kind of appears in kind of iconography as as well. Um, obviously, he's associated with Hokma, which is like the the father, the wisdom, the sphere of the sphere of very much this kind of um, archetypal masculine energy, um, as well as the universe. So. He's often often kind of pictured as being a kind of bearded sage at the top of a mountain, you know, with the stars all around. So almost a bit like a kind of Merlin type figure with that kind of knowledge, that energy, that um, that type of thing. So kind of swirling grey robes with the stars around is a good way of of doing that. Also, um, holding a book as well is quite a good way of visualising it to kind of tap into that power, that knowledge, that wisdom that, that flows through him. And um, in terms of images, there's not a lot of paintings or anything like that of Ratzel, unfortunately. But um, if anyone does find any that they want to share with me, that'd be great. I'd be really interested in finding out some more of your feedback and thoughts if anyone wants to carry on with some more research. 
So uh, that's all we've got time for today. Thanks very much for joining us on the Occult London podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. Please make sure to visit our website at occultlondon.co.uk where you can subscribe to the show. And um, you can also follow us on various different social media, which is on the show notes. Or also, if you have any questions for me, suggestions, crazy ideas, then please uh, reach out on the email. And I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. Thanks. Bye-bye.